January 2nd, Your Father Abraham, from John chapter 8. The first book of the New Testament, Matthew, begins with this. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. That's from Matthew 1, verses 1 and 2, ESV. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and his sons are referred to as the fathers of the faith, or the patriarchs. Jesus referred to them often, and his disciples and the crowds he spoke to were well acquainted with them and their importance in the family of God. For example, in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus spoke of their presence at a future heavenly banquet. I tell you, many will come from east and west and recline at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. That's Matthew 8, verse 11. Abraham is mentioned throughout the New and Old Testaments. Jesus referred to him on multiple occasions, as did Paul in his letters or epistles. The writer of Hebrews includes Abraham in the Hall of Fame chapter, chapter 11. Though clearly a person of great prominence in the Word of God, many today are not quite sure who Abraham was or why he is so important. Well, he's significant because he's the first person to be called out to begin the restoration of the family of faith in God. His lineage would become the royal line of Jesus Christ, who saves believers throughout all the world from our sins. Abraham is the father of all in the family of God. If you're a Jewish worshiper, you may have a blood connection to Abraham, though the rest of us are spiritually connected to him through our faith. In the New Testament book of Romans and Galatians, the Apostle Paul writes, how we're all joined together as one after the man of faith, Abraham. And in the next few days, we'll see how Abraham demonstrated his faith, most notably with his son Isaac at Mount Moriah. Abraham also plays a critical role in the ministry of Christ. Jesus had many discussions with his opponents who sought to kill him because he claimed to be God. Well, he is, but they did not believe or receive him. One of their discussions centered around the person of Abraham. This is from John chapter 8. Jesus said, If you abide in my word, you're truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are the offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me, because my word finds no place in you. It's John chapter 8, 31 to 37, the English Standard Version, ESV. Jesus' opponents were angered by the statements and angrily protested, as written here. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died, and the prophets who died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So they said to him, You're not yet fifty years old. Have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. Jesus claimed both an intimate personal relationship with Abraham and that he, Jesus, existed even before Abraham. Furthermore, Jesus used the term, I am, which his audience knew well, was the name God revealed about himself to Moses at the burning bush in the desert. Jesus was referring to himself as God. Hearing this, 
Those who rejected Jesus were enraged enough to seek to stone him to death, and later they would crucify Jesus unto death. But his voluntary sacrifice was an essential part of God's eternal plan of salvation. The blood of bulls and goats in the Old Testament ritual sacrifices were important expressions of obedience and faith, but could not truly atone for the sins of people that separate all of us from God. Only the pure sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross could fulfill the requirements of holiness needed to remove our separation from God and to make us holy to allow His Holy Spirit to reside within us. The Holy Spirit cleanses believers daily through the death and resurrection of Christ and the washing of the Word of God. Reflection. Jesus said that the truth will set us free if we abide in His Word. To abide means to accept or act in accordance with, obey, or remain in. What areas of obedience do you struggle with the most?